0: Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts in the Fairfax County government discussing program services and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person. And today on this edition of The Conversation, I'm chatting with Eric Forbes, Deputy Director of the Solid Waste Management Program with the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services, or DPWES, as we'll most likely refer to them today. Our topic today is the DPWES vacuum leaf service, which county staff are proposing to discontinue permanently after this coming fall season. The Board of Supervisors, however, will decide the future of the service at a public hearing to be scheduled later this fall. Eric, thanks for being here on the County Conversation Podcast.
1: Uh, Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to this leaf discussion, which, um, you know, a lot of people love their leaf service, and I'm sure it's going to be. causing some issues or problems or areas of concern. So looking forward to, to dive into that. Um, approximately, if I understand correctly, about 25,000 county residents receive seasonal vacuum leaf service within uh, the vacuum leaf sanitary districts. And as I said, DPWS is proposing that after this coming fall season, that service be discontinued. Now, we'll dive into the specifics as we as we discuss further. But what's like the the top
1: line thoughts behind this recommendation, if you will? So um, that's a great question, Jim. So the top- top-line thoughts are our ability to provide sustainable community service and, and all the offerings that we provide within the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services. So we've seen with the changes uh, that have occurred with CDL drivers and our ability to hire staff to provide the services, as well as the pandemic impacts on equipment and supply chain, uh, we've seen impacts to our, our ability to provide all the services we, we do. and. and give to our customers in the community. Uh, Vacuum Leaf is one of those customer service things that we provide um, that distracts from our core service levels, which is trash recycling and yard waste for about 45,000 customers. So, it's really a seasonal program in the sense that uh, is not part of our core service. Mm. And we've struggled just to meet the core service delivery over the last few years. And that trend doesn't uh, project a change uh, any, anytime soon. Um, there's immense competition, like I said, for those drivers and uh, hiring, um, as well as uh, new sustainability initiatives for the community. Um, that's part of uh, how we've been, we're going to have to transition solid waste management and some of the things that we do as residents uh, going forward. In um, Vacuum Leaf, there are alternatives um, that the community can, can use, and we can definitely be talking yeah, about yeah. those today. Um, but that, that core message is we, we want to be able to provide services, uh, to our, our core customers, uh, that needs to happen for public safety, uh, and health in the community, which is trash recycling and yard waste. Um, you mentioned, uh, CDL, uh,
0: earlier in your ansel- uh, answer, answer. Uh, Just so we make sure we understand people understand what CDL means.
1: Yes, it's commercial drivers, licensed operators. So uh, the CDL or the larger trucks, uh, the trash trucks that you see in the community picking up uh, curbside materials, um, you know, they have to have a CDL to operate safely. Mm, It's an additional license requirement. Um, So... It's also required for those that deliver packages in large trucks. So, you know, that's the competition with online retailers. This was a challenge even before the pandemic Um, with new um, opportunities for CDL holders to go find other jobs. uh, The pandemic made it a lot worse uh, in terms of the the challenge to hire and retain uh, folks to do that service um, for us. So. I imagine with all the programs and services
0: DPWS has, uh, maybe predominantly more than less of your employees have to have a CDL, depending on what their function is.
1: Absolutely. For our drivers in particular. So, we transport uh, waste as well from our transfer station and tractor trailers. So, each one of those employees has to have a CDL. Um, Anyone driving these larger trucks in the community also have to have that CDL. So. Um, You know, it's it's to the point that through the pandemic, we've actually had to hire supplemental uh, resources and contracted uh, Mm -hmm. staff, essentially, um, to supplement our workforce because of the lack of CDL drivers that we've had, Mm -hmm. uh, along with supply chain and equipment issues, um, just to meet our core services. So we're really coming at this from the standpoint of we need to be able to reflect and look at. All the services that we provide and what are the ones that are the critical ones for the safety and health of the community. Um, Another example program that we're working through changing right now is what we call the county agency route program. It's uh, where we actually provide service to county buildings Hmm. and some other non-county facilities like George Mason University. Um, And that's a front load service in the business. So it's specialized trucks. uh, It's those dumpsters, those larger dumpsters you see at the back of like a grocery store. Um, that the grocery okay, store right, is right. using, um, two to eight, 12 yard containers. Um, and it requires staffing and equipment and everything to supply and provide that service. Mm-hmm. And, and we're also, so we're working through changing that as well. And then getting out of that business so that we can focus on our core services. Wow. Okay. So it, it, we've, we've looked across the board at what we offer in terms of, um, services And Vacuum Leaf and this county agency route service are the two that we're considering or making the recommendation to move away from. Why, I mean, why do this?
0: I mean, I know every agency, if they're trying to be efficient and, you know, serving the public well, should do an evaluation of their program services, etc. But, I mean, is there a reason
1: for this particular timing of this? So for vacuum leaf, um, it, it, it's a couple of things. One is that work shortage, worker shortage and staffing issue that we have, the ability to provide that service in a manner that meets expectations uh, mm-hmm. in the community. Um, but for vacuum leaf in particular, there's also safety concerns. Um, you know, the processes are residents blow their leaves to the curb line or in front of their house. And oftentimes that's the way the stormwater drainage system is and where cars park or pedestrians walk. Um, so if we're not able to get to those piles of leaves in, in an efficient manner, then that creates a safety challenge or a flooding challenge for that local community there. Um, and we're cognizant of that and, and having the resource issues that we've seen for the last couple of years and been able to bring in uh, enough resources to provide the services. That's why we were, we're looking at this as one of those um, as one that we would no longer provide so that we can focus on our core service, like I said. Uh, but there's also better alternatives for sustainability for, for leaves. And it's probably not a, a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, and, and just for some of the alternatives, for example, um, mulching and then reincorporating those leaves back into your yard, uh, for those that can do that, um, would be a great option because that's a source reduction in terms of that waste that's generated. Um, and that's one of the better strategies to get to a zero-waste type community. Um, which is part of our sustainability goals that we have. Um, If you can't do that mulching, uh, backyard composting component, um, then there's local contractors that can be hired to promote local small businesses within the community. Um, There's yard waste itself, yard waste collection. So customers in, in the community, whether they're county customers in our sanitary districts or customers of a private hauler, they have trash, recycling, and yard waste pickup each week. And yard waste is a seasonal thing. It's from March 1 through December 24th each year. And the requirement is that service provider has to come through the neighborhood where they're providing that service for those customers and pick up trash and recycling and yard waste once a week. So in essence, vacuum leaf customers are paying for two services because Mm -hmm. that yard waste service is there and, and they can set out up to 10 paper yard waste bags or rigid containers to you know have the collection company pick up that yard waste right. um that's what a majority of the the community does um that aren't in these sanitary districts right this isn't uh, everybody in fairfax that has vacuum leaf it's a small percentage of the community that has trees on their lots that actually receive the service yeah. um so it's those other alternatives um you know are there uh which makes sense for um you know, leaf collection and removal if needed, but it's really keeping on, on, on site would be the preference. I think about, uh, at least according to your webpage, about
0: 25,000 county residents receive the seasonal leaf service and what Fairfax County has 1 million, 1.1 million residents. So, it, it, I, you know, I don't want to downplay it, but it is a kind of a, the word that came to my mind first was minuscule, but I don't know if that's the right word. It's a, it's a small number of people receiving the service.
1: And, and Jim, we have to still understand that any resident that has a service from the county, it's important for them, right? Mm. This is something that they're accustomed to and used to. Right. So, it's, we have to do our part to help transition out of this and work with them uh, if it is approved by the board to make the change next year. Um, and we're cognizant of that. You know, this is an impact to those households right. Right. Um, and those residences, even if it is a small percent. Um, but, the, but I think the idea is to understand that all the other community members that have lots with trees are finding alternative measures to manage their their leaf production in the fall.
0: Um, do you, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head or, or in, in your notes that you have on your phone. When did this vacuum leaf service start? How long have you kind of been doing it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, we actually went back into the archives, um, and it looks like it started in 1967. Oh wow! Uh, we we found a, a board, um, some board notes um, that contain the genesis of the vacuum leaf district starting. So it's been a service for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And of course over the years it's changed and grown Mm -hmm. or modified depending on the community um, that was interested in receiving service or not.
0: We're talking with Eric Forbes, Deputy Director of the Solid Waste Management Program of the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services about the proposed discontinuation of the vacuum leaf service. Um, Anything else we can do to kind of set up uh, the vacuum leaf service before we dive into the to the more expanded reasons why we want to maybe get rid of it?
1: So um, that's a great question, Jim. Yeah, I guess to elaborate on the service. So um, residents is within these vacuum leaf sanitary districts, uh, which we've mentioned a number of customers uh, previously. It's about twenty five thousand um, each year, November month time frame. Uh, They would blow out their leaves based on a schedule that we would put out to those customers for our collection. And that schedule has a buffer period of a couple weeks in there uh, where we let the the residents know you can remove your leaves and put them out to the curb. And then county staff or a contracted uh, supplemental force would go out and do that collection. And we would do three rounds in a similar fashion throughout the season. Uh, to address the seasonal variability in terms of leaf fall, like does our leaves falling like last year that was early in the season, mm-hmm. or, or do they fall later on in the year in December? You know that the seasonal variability is there, so we do three passes uh, through the, those communities um, that have the the sanitary district service. So the proposal is to discontinue this
0: after this coming season, the calendar year twenty twenty three. Correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Main reasons, we'll go into the, the reasoning behind this and what I'm hearing so far and add some things if I'm missing any. Staff considerations, equipment, and any, anything else I'm missing? I, I'm trying to look at my notes and see what I jotted yeah, down.
1: Safety concerns in the community. Okay. Um, uh, the, the sustainability goals that we have for the community as well. Um, and what do you mean by that? So, if we look at the the Community-Wide Energy and Climate Action Plan, otherwise known as CCAP, um, there's a recommendation to get Fairfax County as a whole to be zero waste by 2040. So, zero waste, the principle of zero waste, the the first thing is refusal or source reduction as being the approach to reduce the amount or the quantity of waste that we generate as residents or businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that in mind, having a, a resource like leaves on a property, that's really a nutrient resource that can be kept on site, either shredded into a mulch product that can be distributed back into flower beds or garden areas, or it can be composted to provide a soil amendment for other areas of the yard that might be turf. So that's... The next level of, you know, what we will be talking about in terms of like a transition for the community is how do we keep our nutrients on site, um, enhance the, our landscapes with different features. You know, if you have a, a turfed area, it has um, stormwater impacts, believe it or not, where that hard turf runoff actually occurs faster. But if it's a natural mm-hmm. landscaped area, like a wooded area with leaves, you can imagine that creates a, a better surface condition for stormwater runoff. So there's, there's benefits that'll continue to be, um, found, uh, you know, if, if people start to incorporate these leaves back into the landscapes. Um, but that zero waste sustainability goal is really the main driver. Um, and it's not just yard waste or vacuum leaves or that we'll be looking at for diversion or source reduction. Um, think about, you know, using a, a water bottle that's reusable versus buying the 48-pack from right. Costco, right? right? There, there's a, a better environmental benefit to reuse that water bottle and fill it over and over um, than having those single-use items. So it's along those same lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just one that deals with the yard waste or uh, the material that's generated from someone's landscape.
0: We kind of hit on staff earlier and the, you know, the CBL license and the, you know, difficulty in finding driver's is that the main part of the staff issues,
1: finding the drivers with CDLs? It, it's not just – that's a great question, Jim. So it is not just our CDL drivers. That's probably the, the the one to focus on, but it's also our supplemental staff. So this is a seasonal offering where we right, have to right. ramp up each fall and hire temporary seasonal oh, workers, right, right, okay. and that's become harder and harder to find enough people that want to come do this work for a few months out of the year You know, we're only doing the work from November through January, so there's not a lot of incentive for people to sign up and do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that's been a challenge as well. Talk to me a little bit about the
0: equipment necessary to do this job. Since you say it is a seasonal, does that mean this equipment is not being used other months of the year?
1: That's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of this equipment is very specialized. If you Mm -hmm. imagine um, the vacuums uh, Mm -hmm. that fill large trucks. Um, and, and that vacuum is not used for any other purpose throughout the season right. other than for leaves. Um, and, and, and speaking of that specialized equipment, uh, the other sustainability part of the gym, and I and steer us back to that consideration from CCAP again, that community-wide mm-hmm. uh, climate energy action plan. There's a requirement to reduce greenhouse gases uh, and well, vehicle emissions um, that we have for the communities. There's certain goals established. Uh, vacuum leaf is an added service over yard waste collection, which is already being collected. So, essentially, there's a yard waste collection truck already driving through these neighborhoods. And mm-hmm. now we have a secondary fleet of leaf trucks driving through as well. Right. So, there's an additional carbon impact uh, to have this collection of vacuum leaves separate than a service that's already being provided through December 24th. Right. Um, and so, looking at that, that this that's an added uh, carbon footprint mm-hmm. that would be a, a benefit if we remove that service or we're not providing it. Um, and, and for the full circle of that uh, environmental process, so the vacuum leaves are collected and taken to one of our two facilities, either the I-95 landfill or the I-66 transfer station. And there they're either shredded into mulch that then comes back to the community for redistribution in lawns. You know, people come and pick up that material. Or it gets transported to another facility outside of the county to be converted into compost, and that's in Prince William County. So once they use machinery, shred that material, make it into compost, they then sell that product back to like large retailers for landscape material, um, and then that ultimately comes back to yards in Fairfax for redistribution. So there's a huge uh, you know supply chain Big and transportation part. and carbon impact for that process. If we have a percentage of these residents, which isn't you know a large group of the residents in the community like we've talked about, that change their behavior and start doing on-site management. That's going to help improve that environmental condition for that large uh, circular impact of the compost operation or the, the leaf mulch operation that's happening. I know my yard,
0: not huge, but you know, if I can drag my kids out <laughs> like two or three times a year, I, we can mostly manage it. But if we do it You know, like one time early in the season, that second time, there is a massive pile of leaves. As you were talking and I was thinking, well, you know, and kind of touched on this, you know, the county has the, 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 the wood chip mulch, you know, they have the mulch. And you talked about, you know, turning these leaves into mulch. I don't know how much, if I could even take all that, you know, that second pickup I have of all these leaves, turn it into mulch. I mean... Yard waste pickup, yeah, okay. What other options are there, Are there? alternatives?
1: So really that's a, a, it would be a leaf strategy for your yard, Jim. Where, right. You know, you'd consider, okay. <laughs> can you help me with it? This is the <laughs> amount that I want to do backyard composting with. Right. This is the amount I want for my my gardens or flower beds that I can just incorporate as a mulch cover. Um, and here's what I need to remove off my property. Either through a private company, a, mm-hmm. a, a small landscape company, for instance, to hire them. They can provide the vacuum leaf service. That's true. Um, or do that yard waste route, which is a service you're already paying for as part of your trash and recycling pickup. That um, does probably increase your labor with your kids, but right, right. Um, you know, that so it's really figuring out the best strategy for the amount of leaves you have on your property. Um, and that's that transition, that trying to help residents understand there's these other avenues, and there's probably a, a good mix of things that they could do right. to address the amount of leaves they generate.
0: Let me ask you this question, and I apologize for my ignorance. Do the um, Vacuum leaf sanitary
1: districts does it cost residents to be in these districts Yes it does it absolutely does and and they're billed based on real estate value um so it's basically uh a tenth of a cent uh per $100 of assessed real estate value um and and so if you think about it, if you live in one of these sanitary districts and you have one tree, you're paying for the same amount. If your home value's the same as your neighbor who has fifteen trees, mm. you're paying the same amount for that service, even though you only have one tree, a lot less leaves. So th- there's considerations there as well in terms of is that a fair way for residents to pay right. for the service?
0: Now, would the would the, would this fee go away if the if the vacuum leaf service goes away?
1: Yes, and that's okay. that's exactly right. We um the timing of it and why we would be waiting until next year is so that it wasn't part of the tax uh, for next year um, in okay. January. Okay. For our, our residents. residents
0: a chance to kind of maybe plan ahead and figure out what they want to do, et cetera. Yes. All right. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there are some other areas we could touch on, but I want to make sure you give the, uh, the, the resource web address where folks can uh, get more information, read the uh, recommendations. I think you guys actually have a, PDF on your, on the webpage there that you want to
1: direct to. So where, where can folks go to learn more? Great question, Jim. And thank you. Um, yeah. If we, if you go to our fairfaxcounty.gov main website, right in the middle of the webpage, you'll see an engage tab. If you click on that engage tab and navigate to the engage page, you'll find uh, the vacuum leaf um, survey and information for this recommended staff change um, that will be going to the board of supervisors later this fall for a decision.
0: And uh, that uh, uh, has a survey on there, and I want to make sure that uh, we get that date out there. Uh, we're recording this podcast in, um, you know, early August, but uh, the deadline, I think, for the survey to get residents' feedback is Friday, August 18th? That is correct. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So, uh, folks can go to fairfaxcounty.gov, DPWS website, or... The, uh, the link will be in the show notes or I'll just give it here it's slash leaf dash collection Then just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and uh, do a search of uh, leaf collection and uh, I'm sure you will get there erica as I said uh, several more things I'm sure we could talk about uh, leaf collection what haven't I asked you or what do you want residents to go away from this podcast knowing about the leaf vacuum leaf collection service and why
1: it's being recommended to discontinue? So I, I think we we touched on it, but we didn't really go into the safety concerns that we've heard from residents within these communities. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about it in terms of leaf piles and um, if you can envision residents blowing leaves out into the streets and for the potential safety issues and flooding right. issues like we mentioned. Um, if it snows in the season and, or an ice event happens, um, our equipment isn't able to pick up and process those leaves. So those leaves can stay in place until it thaws out or they'll have to. Mm. And then that just exacerbates that safety situation. If you can imagine uh, people in the community are walking through those areas to stay out of the roadway. It almost funnels people into walking where the cars are to get through these neighborhoods. If there's leaf piles all along, right. you know, in gotcha. front of those Absolutely. properties. Right. And there's potential fire concerns for people that have to park on the leaves so if there's no parking and the on-street parking is the only option and they're parking with the hot car over top of the leaf piles there there could be issues there um and so i just wanted to you know that's one of our main uh aside from not providing providing the service in, in the manner that we'd like or that's expected from our customers um the the safety considerations are a big part of this as well um We can't be at all places at one time. And if someone puts their leaves out in advance or or we're not able to get to that leaf within an appropriate time frame, which the question is, is what is the appropriate time frame? It's almost immediately is what it should be. But there's just no way to do that. Um, So, uh, you know, that safety piece is a real big driver while we're making this recommendation for the discontinuation of the service. Web, website address again? Hit that for me one more time. Uh, www.fairfaxcounty.gov. And if you just scroll down in the middle of the page, there's an Engage link. Click on that Engage tab and it'll nav- you'll navigate to our vacuum leaf survey for feedback. Okay. And again, the uh, deadline for that uh, survey feedback is
0: Friday, August 18th. Eric, thanks for being here on the County Conversation Podcast. All right. Thank you, Jim. Eric Forbes with us, Deputy Director of the Solid Waste Management Program with DPWS. Thanks, Tim, for being here. Thanks to you for listening. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. That is weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks for joining us again on the County Conversation podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia government.